Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And my guest tonight is Mary Catherine Morales, likes to be known as MK. And MK is a passionate person who empowers women to be all that they can be under God and through his life. So how are you doing today? I am doing amazing, and I love your show, and I'm honored to be here, Johnny. Well, thanks so much for being here. It's going to be great. I just sense that. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you end up in a place where you felt this call, this mission to empower women to be all that they could be? That is one of my favorite questions because it links back to my relationship with God. So it's kind of a series of stories, but I've always believed that Jesus was and is who he says he is. But at the same time, you know, my life has been filled with ups and downs, like I'm sure many of your listeners and people in your community and your tribe. And there were a couple of key moments in my life where I knew that Jesus heard me. One in particular, I was in my mid to late 20s, and I am a recovered addict and alcoholic, and I'm very grateful for that. But at the time that I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, I was not sober. I was very, very sick. I was consumed with shame and fear and unworthiness and the battle of chemical addiction. One Saturday afternoon, and my dad was way, way out on the property cutting the lawn. And I peeked out the window because I was looking to see if I could get in, you know, my next fix. So I turned towards the closet and I opened the closet doors. And as I was reaching in, I said, God, please help me because I didn't want to take that next drug or use that, you know, use drugs, but I was really a prisoner. And as I was crying out to God, I was like, dude, man, you know, I have loved you my whole life. This is like the worst life ever. And I was so disappointed. Everyone in my life was disappointed with me. But as I was praying to God, I was actually bargaining. And I said, God, I'll take anything but this. And I named the five big illnesses that we all know about. And in that moment, Johnny, without even I mean, it was just the most amazing moment. I said, Father God, I'll take anything. And like I said, I was bargaining and I heard Mary Catherine, this is your cross. You will bear it and overcome and you will write a book about the journey through hell to home. Hallelujah. And no, I I could say that now, but at that time I was like, (laughs) that is by far the worst idea I have ever heard. Did you not just hear that I'm consumed with fear and shame? But I left that moment, even though I was still a prisoner of fear and my addiction, I knew that the spirit of God was listening Mm. because I had never said the words, the journey through hell to home before ever. And so I left that moment believing that God was for me. It was still a long road, but that's one of the moments that I had with God. Well, you know, the Bible tells us that God's married to the backslider. (laughs) And he never leaves us or forsakes us, you know, and it's incredible how I hear that over and over and over again, how, you know, that seed of faith gets planted in our hearts at whatever point in our life. And we all struggle and we all have things that we have to work through. There's a saying that says you can't clean a fish until you catch it. And essentially, that's what God does with us, right? Yes. I always say in my book that I recently wrote, that's what it's about. It's about the journey through hell to home, the life of a sinner. 
and how we find our way back home into the grace of God, into the arms of God. And that's how I became inspired to help other women to become all that God was calling them to be because I had received the gift of sobriety. I had received the gift of transforming and renewing my mind a marriage that is incredible, a daughter who is flourishing and doing well, a career that I love. And there's nothing I want more than to give it away to other women who want to be well and want to know God. Well, that's, you know, that's what it's all about, right? Sharing that life that God gives us to help others. You know, it's not about getting victory over things in our life so we can be better than anybody else. It's getting victory in our lives so we can show people that God really does exist and can transform them as he's transformed us. Yes. So how did that process really grab hold in your heart from that point? Because there would have been challenges, right? And so of those challenges that you walked through, How have you seen those support your reach to women that are going through similar things? Like the wisdom that you would have gotten from overcoming those things. How has that helped you to touch other women? So it's been a process. And I know the Bible says that one word from God can change our whole lives. And that's what happened in that moment is that one word from God planted a supernatural seed of hope. And it was many, many years. I was still in what we like to call self-will run riot I still wanted to do things my way. One of the things I talk about in the community called Women of Principle and my book is that the word of God was never in me in such a way that I had a defense against the world and all of its temptations, right? Because the enemy comes to kill, to steal and destroy. And that's what he was trying to do in my spiritual life, my physical life, emotionally, financially, all of my relationships were trashed by the time I got sober. So for me, it was a very simple step, one of which is becoming really honest with myself and other people, because it says that the truth shall set us free. And so a little bit at a time by reading the word of God, and I know that sounds like we hear it all the time in church, right? It's like, read the word of God. But I know your tribe has heard it before, but that really, as I began to see myself in scripture, and I began to understand the character of Jesus Christ, that he really is for us and not against us, then I started thinking differently, started speaking differently, and started acting differently in my relationships. And the only way I know how to describe it, one of my closest friends and mentors, Simon T. Bailey, said to me, Mary Catherine, are you going to be obedient to the call that is upon your life? But I was so afraid, Johnny, of what other people would think about the way I used to live, the way I used to think, the way I used to act, that I was still stuck in me and I was too afraid. But one other encounter with the Spirit of God, it was my husband, Al, and our daughter, Mia, and I, and we were on the West Coast of Florida. It was eight o'clock in the morning. Simon had just said that to me. And I went out and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. It was eight o'clock in the morning, flat, flat ocean, shallow, gorgeous. I went out and I dropped to my knees and I said, Father God, you've been speaking to Simon, but you haven't said a word to me. 
what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And I heard three more words I had never heard before. I had never said them before. Nobody had ever said them to me. I heard Woman of Principle, which is the book that I have today. And that's when I knew that I had to be obedient. It was part of my life's purpose. And the minute I was willing to step out to do what God had asked me to do, all of the things I was afraid of actually began to dissolve to the background. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that came to mind through what you were just talking about. You said the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That but means everything, right? And the other thing you talked about was how you just felt like shame and condemnation, you know, because of past things and maybe battles and struggles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But God is not a God of condemnation. He's very clear. He says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? And the key part of that is when you're in Christ Jesus, when you've plugged into Christ Jesus, The devil can come and say whatever he wants, and who cares? He's a liar. He's the father of lies. That's right. Small F, father of lies. Yes, yes, Absolutely. So it's been really challenging and rewarding and fun at the same time to begin surrounding myself with other women who are at some point on their own journey. And it's really cool, like as a coach and an author and a speaker, to see a light go on in the eyes and in the heart of a woman who has been struggling And it might be something in her marriage. It might be a belief system. It could be something going on with her children. Maybe she just lost the career of her dreams. But we live in a culture, right, that says, hey, man, Johnny, MK, you got to have it all together, man. You got to look right. You got to speak right. You got to live. And it's just all a facade. And so it's really cool to see women come to know that despite all of their challenges, that they can be who God is calling them to be. It's going to be messy not going to have all the answers. We're going to get it wrong. We're going to make mistakes. And yet, King of Kings, he is the Alpha and the Omega. And he tells us over and over again that we are strong and we are courageous. And he is with us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's so true. You know, like when he takes those scales off your eyes and you can start to see the facade, as you put it, or the temporal things of this world, and they just kind of fade away because... You know, as you really start to embrace who you are in Christ and just the love of the Father of God. Personally, I think that when that becomes a revelation in your heart and when you can look back on all those things that the enemy is trying to condemn you, you know, as a person and you can say, you know what, I don't care about any of that because Jesus won't condemn me. And when that freedom comes, that liberty is just indescribable. It frees you to follow the purpose that God has for your life. Yes. And I love to say what we practice, we become. And so for me anyway, and I don't know if you and your family in your own life's challenges and journeys can relate to this, but even once I got sober, you know, and I had a great job and I was married and our daughter, blah, blah, blah there was still the desire, the disease to please, right? Which never is good for a relationship ever because it puts them on a pedestal instead of the spirit of God. But, you know, the scriptures tell us to think on what's true, what's noble, what's pure, what's just. So for me, because I had so many limiting beliefs, I really had to get into the daily practice of learning how to do that. Mm. 
Like, how do you actually teach yourself, train your brain, reframe your thinking and practice thinking on what is true, what is right, what is noble, what is just. And that for me took years, one day at a time. So how would you, in one sentence, how would you describe that for somebody that's hoping to do that? Now, I'm not saying like seven steps to, you know, controlling your mind and things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if somebody's listening and they say, yeah, I'd like to do that too, but I don't know where to start. In one sentence, I would say, set your timer on your phone, sit at, for five minutes, start with five minutes and practice just thinking about what you're thinking about. Become aware of what it is that you're thinking about. And you have to start there. And then once you can actually determine what it is that you are thinking about, you can learn how to begin to redirect your thoughts to think on what's true, noble, and just. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. That's right. And in one sentence, I would say there's a great book called Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. That's her work is teaching us how to do that. So let me ask you this with the women that you've had the, you know, the ability to work with and, you know, the honor to work with and stuff like that. What's been the most impactful change that you've seen in somebody's life from adopting these principles? Completely overcoming fear, Hmm. right? The Bible talks about fear, what, 365 times, I think they mentioned fear not because the Lord knew that that would be a stumbling block and a barrier for us. So I've been coaching and mentoring women for 15 years. And that is the number one thing I see is women overcoming self-doubt and fear and finally feeling good in their skin, like peace about who they are because they know who they belong to. Yeah, I think that's pretty powerful for sure. So tell me a little bit about your book. Where can people find it? So Walmart, it's called Becoming Woman of Principle, Transforming Your Mind, Living Courageously and Rising to Your Call. It's on Amazon. Barnes and Noble is carrying it. But what I would prefer they do actually is go to womanofprincipal.com. That is my website. My book is there. I have lots of free workbooks about overcoming limiting beliefs and fear and would love for them to check that out. Very cool. I'm sure that you'll get a bunch of hits on your website about that. So let me end with this. Somebody comes to you and they say, yeah, I heard that you, you know, had some things in your life, but now you're like this Christian lady and stuff like that. And, you know, all that's going on and that's great for you. But tell me one thing about God that's going to change my life that would help me to believe in him. That he is for you and not against you. And when we come to know that God is really for us and not like a plaque on a wall or a hashtag or like a Facebook like, really that God is for you. And that if you can just practice believing that one thing, miracles begin to happen. And we realize that we are not alone, that when he is with us, that the spirit of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that I relate to where you are, if that's the question you're asking yourself today, because when I was standing in the closet getting ready to use my drug of choice, which is very deadly, and I felt alone and isolated, and I was like, and I knew him since I was little and always loved and believed in him, and I still found myself in that crappy situation, really seeing physical death and emotional fear. There were definitely times where I was like, man, I need your help. I felt alone, but I just kept trying. And eventually I really came to believe that God was for me. And that's what I would say. Very cool. 
Well, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I'm looking forward to maybe getting you back another time and we can talk about some other stuff. I would love it. And I really appreciate what you do and helping people to know that they can be who God is calling them to be. And again, he is for you. Amen to that. Thanks so much for being here. God bless you. Thank you. Prison, but I'm free. Feed me with your wine.
Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.